Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. The Miami Heat are showing up late to this play in game with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they are trying to close the gap now a little bit. Joe, the Hawks leading the Heat right now, 36 to 27 as they head into a second quarter there in Miami. We are going to talk all things NBA. Continue to keep you updated on this game. Lakers, Timberwolves coming up tonight. That is a 10 p.m. tip-off in the play-in tournament. you got a double header on our airwaves tomorrow night and Friday night on both ESPN Radio and ESPN as the play-in tournament continues. So for all things NBA, let's bring in some help with the conversation here on Joe and Amber. Matt Barnes, ESPN NBA analyst, host of All the Smoke podcast. Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Let's start off by talking about this play-in game, specifically the Atlanta Hawks, because there's reports out there that if the Hawks get bounced from this play-in tournament, that they might consider shopping Trey Young this offseason. Would that surprise you if they ended up trading Trey Young away? Do you think he could be the cornerstone of a championship team? Oh, that's a million dollars, maybe a billion-dollar question if you're talking about a (laughs) franchise. Uh, There's a lot of outside noise around the Hawks and, you know, whether it be roster, you know, whether this roster fits, you know, who the coach is, uh, is the coach getting along with Trey, is, is Trey the right guy? So, unfortunately, I don't have to necessarily have those big answers, uh, you know, to affect the whole thing. But, it, you know, it's interesting. You know, uh, they were able to have some success a few years ago in the playoffs, uh, but haven't been able to duplicate that or, or even, you know, do anything similar to that. So, you know, this is a, uh, this is a, you know, we live in a day and age now. It's what have you done for me lately? And, and, and there's not really too much time to grow and develop anything. I think teams want things to happen within a two or three year window. And if it doesn't happen, they're ready to move on. Even sometimes even move on from stars. So I think this will be a very interesting situation to watch, um, you know, whether they win tonight, but then just moving forward in the summer, you know, it's, once, once there's talk about it, you know, once there's smoke, there's only fire. So if it doesn't happen soon, it possibly could happen. And then the fact that they're even talking about it is pretty interesting to me. Other play-in tonight, Lakers hosting the Timberwolves. We want to get your thoughts on the Lakers, how far a run they could go on, how well they're playing now. But i got to start with Minnesota. Gobert's out with the suspension. McDaniels is out. Uh, you got Nas Reed is out for this game tonight. Everything seemingly coming unglued for Minnesota. What's the likelihood you see them finding a way, finding a way to compete tonight and possibly possibly win this thing? Uh, I don't know if they'll win. I think they'll definitely compete. Uh, you know, that team plays hard and still has a lot of talent out there. But I think the fact that, you know, no go bear tonight and, you know, some would argue whether that was a suspendable offense or not or maybe just a fine. And, and to think that they suspend them knowing what's writing on the line to me was, you know, an eye-opener. Obviously, McDaniels, um, <clears throat> you know, him – punching the wall and, and breaking his hand, knowing how important he is to this team. I just think it, it just adds to, you know, similar to Atlanta, you hear a lot of stuff about, you know, immaturity as their coach speaks on or guys not getting along or whose team it is. 
you know, you never want the outside noise to be louder than the performance on the court. And unfortunately, the outside noise has been pretty loud for Minnesota. Uh, Nas Reed, someone you mentioned, who was having a great season. I really like him and think he's going to be special in this league. They're shorthanded with him. And then on the flip side, the Lakers are, are, are getting hot at the right time. It's had a, you know, under, an underwhelming season up to this point. But, uh, you know, coming into tonight's game, they have the two best players on their team, which is LeBron and Anthony Davis. And, and I think really hats off to Lakers management for the stuff they did right at the deadline, bringing in players that fit, you know, their stars and, and guys that have really bought into their role and, and it started to exceed in their role. So, uh, you know, I see the Lakers winning tonight, but I don't really think the train stops there. Um, you, you look ahead a little bit uh, at, at, at Memphis and, you know, the Lakers are one of a handful of teams that have success and, and had a winning record against Memphis this year and, and Memphis being so shorthanded with their front line as well. Um, I think it really poses a, an interesting matchup. So I think the Lakers, you know, it, it's all about getting hot at the right time. They obviously had a ton of experience and AD and LeBron and some of their other vets, but I don't think the Lakers are obviously going to be done in the plane and I, and, I, and I can see them getting out of the first round as well. So I, I think that's going to be a really interesting uh, thing to kind of pay attention to as well. Matt Barnes joining us here on Joe and Amber. So you're pretty high on the Lakers at a seventh seed. It feels like, Matt, that when we talk about the Western Conference, people are a lot higher on the lower seeds than they are on the higher seeds. And it's funny the way that that's worked out this season. Who are the teams that you genuinely believe have championship caliber teams out of the Western Conference? I think that my two favorite are Golden State and Phoenix. Um, but then I think you can throw a few wild cards in there. Um, as crazy as this year's been, the Lakers can get hot and, and make a run to the finals. I don't know if they can win it, but I feel like they can make a run. And if Paul George is able to possibly come back off, you know, his, his, his knee issue and, you know, they're able to, you know, if they're, if they happen to, you know, clip the Suns and, and get by the Suns. So I think to me, there's four teams and, Amber, I think you made a great point. I don't ever recall a season where the bottom of the Western Conference was more scary than the top. And I obviously say that with all due respect because, you know, Denver has been number one the entire season. Uh, Memphis is a young team. And, you know, I work for the Sacramento Kings. That's my hometown team. And I love the fact that they've ended their 16-year drought. But, you know, playoffs is all about experience. And, and, and when you list those bottom those bottom teams, whether it's the Lakers, it's the Warriors, it's, you know, the, the Clippers are kind of lower. You know, I think they're the five seed. Um, you know, those are all teams that have, have been there and done it or have guys that have been to the top of the mountain. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some upsets in the Western Conference in the first round with possibly, you know, one or, or, or multiple top seeds, you know, dropping in the first round. In the Eastern Conference, it's a completely different story. We have three teams at the top that look legitimate. Milwaukee's been there and done it. Boston was in the finals last year. Philadelphia obviously could have the MVP and Joel Embiid. They've been around for years. Could anyone else rise up and surprise, or is this truly a three-horse or possibly even fewer horse race? I think to, 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 to be respectful, I'll make it a three-horse race. I kind of have Philly as my dark horse. But I think they're, you know, that Boston and, and Milwaukee are, are, are definitely the head of the Eastern Conference. And I see those guys battling in the Eastern Finals. And to be honest with you, I don't, I don't, I don't really know who wins that. You know, obviously, you know, Middleton's health is going to be important for Milwaukee. Um, I think the fact that Boston got a taste last year and felt like, you know, they possibly could have been the champions 
of the NBA last year gives them a lot of confidence, and their coach has done a great job of filling, you know, Udoka's shoes, and these guys are kind of finding their rhythm. I think Robert Williams' health is going to be key to the Celtics. Um, I love Brogdon and some of the pickups they made. So, um, I, to, to be honest with you, I really see it being a two-horse race, um, the dark horse being Philadelphia if you're going to add three, but I, I think it's going to come down to the wire, and it'll really be a flip of the coin, but I, I can't. Uh, definitively say that Milwaukee is a much better team than Boston, nor can I say Boston is a much better team than Milwaukee. So I think that'll be, if everything plays out the way it should be, I think that should be a great Eastern Conference battle between those two to represent the Eastern Conference. Speaking of the Eastern Conference, I am stressed right now watching my Miami Heat get worked right now by the Hawks, 43-29. to 29. Matt Barnes, ESPN NBA analyst, host of All the Smoke podcast. Matt, thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you guys for having me. Coming up next, we'll continue to keep you updated on that Heat Hawks game, plus plenty more. There's always plenty more here on Joe and Amber. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Rolling along here on Joe and Amber, my Miami Heat, just not playing any defense against the Hawks. You know what? They just thought... Who needs defense? Let's just let those guys shoot and shoot everything. And you know what they also thought? Also, their strategy apparently going into this one, Joe, was let's also just not get the round thing into the hoop, you know, because who needs to do that? We're just going to let it bounce off the rim every time instead of actually making shots. So that's been the Heat strategy. As you can imagine, not going so well for my Heat. Their entire profile is a slow, methodical team that plays good defense. This game is a frenetic pace where Miami is allowing nothing but wide-open looks. This is not a heat game. If they don't make an adjustment, they look like a team that does not want to be there right now. So stay tuned to see if they can either get back in this game or if they get stuck playing the winner of the 9-10 matchup 
and then they have to figure out whether or not they actually want to win that game or if they want to go on vacation. Yeah, it's not a must win for my Miami Heat. They'll get another shot at things, but it would be nice to win this game. Uh, the Hawks right now leading the Heat 53-36. to 36. So we'll continue to keep you updated there. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Right now, we argue to the death. <laughs> All right. It's time to state your case. Welcome to jury duty. This is jury duty with Joe and Amber. We're very dramatic around here, but this is, in fact, jury duty. When Joe and I put our law degrees to the test, we bring in the Honorable Sam Pierce. He is filling in for the Honorable James Steele, to, uh, dishonorable James Steele tonight, but I'll make you Honorable Sam, your I, honor. I'm just upset that nobody rose when I walked in uh, <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be the judge for this. Well, it's not going to happen. But we'll, but, but we'll move past that. You guys, which player has the most to lose in this year's playoffs. Joe, you have the floor. Most to lose in this year's playoffs. All right, so there's a lot of names that come to mind when you discuss something like this. People could say James Harden. James Harden has nothing to lose. He's known as a guy who can't close in the playoffs. Joel Embiid is known as a guy who can't close in the playoffs, right? Those guys don't have anything to lose because they're already known for that. They only have things they can gain. You could say Kevin Durant, oh, this will really affect his legacy. Will it? We all look at KD as the guy who went to Golden State, won with them, and hasn't won since. It's not going to change anything. It's the same thing with LeBron James. He's the all-time leading scorer. He has nothing to lose. The guy who really has something to lose is Nikola Jokic. Okay, he's won two MVPs, but the team's never really gone anywhere in the playoffs. But we've had excuses for that. Well, there were some really stacked teams in the West. Well, he was dealing with teammates who were injured. Well, they didn't have great seating. There's none of that this year for Jokic. Absolutely none of it. The team is healthy. They're the number one seed. The West is the weakest it's ever been in terms of power teams at the top of the conference. He is a guy that was about to win his third straight MVP award, and then it all fell apart, and Joel Embiid caught him at the end so he's going to lose that award and that place in history right around the same time that he could possibly flame out of the playoffs with a healthy team as a one seed do you know what the talk will be about Nikola Jokic if they're out in the first or second round and they don't make a deep run oh this guy's a nice regular season player but that's it that's where it ends and no one's going to care anymore he has so much to lose he has got to start shutting people up and it starts this year with a deep run in the postseason I must say, Joe, that was a very impressive opening statement. I object. I object. <laughs> You're not supposed to compliment. Yeah. The other lawyer. Yeah. I will, I will you compliment. compliment. Hey, you drink as well. it in. Drink it in. Enjoy right. the show. You can there, go counsel. ahead and get your ruling ready. She'll be done in a few minutes here. It's going to be your classic word salad, and then we're going to wrap All it right. up. Can I, can I have the floor, Your Honor? The floor is yours. <laughs> May it please the court. Uh, I vehemently disagree with everything Joe just said, uh, especially in terms of Joel Embiid, but that's actually not going to be my player that has the most to lose because when it comes to his argument with Nikola Jokic, the one flaw in his argument is that it's actually not going to matter if Jokic gets bounced at any point in these playoffs because he plays in Denver and no one's really going to be talking about it. It's a different kind of market. It's a smaller market and he's already the greatest player there, right? I mean, he already sells 
tickets. He already brings the star power because of the MVPs. Even if he narrowly loses his third straight run in a row that he had locked up all season long, but because of recency bias with Joel Embiid, Joel is going to end up taking it probably here the very end of the season. It wasn't that Jokic fell off in terms of production. He has done his job all season long. He will do his job in the postseason. If they get bounced, it'll be, eh, it's the Denver Nuggets. It'll be a passing storyline. Maybe we'll talk about it for a day. Probably not even. It'll work its way out of the cycle. Do you, know you have somebody? Stop talking about Do you it. You have somebody? Excuse me. The amount Excuse of me. Order time. Order in the court. Order in the court. Uh, <laughs> the player who we won't stop talking about if they get bounced because of the market that he plays in, because of the name of the team on the front of his jersey, is Anthony Davis, who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. AD doesn't play in Denver. He doesn't get to skate. AD is also supposed to be one of the best players of his generation, even though the only time he's frankly lived up to that hype is alongside LeBron James in a wacky COVID season where he won a championship inside a bubble off of a ton of rest and no travel and incredible sight lines in the arenas. The reality is that otherwise this experiment has not at all gone according to plan for the Los Angeles Lakers. And if they get bounced, everyone's doing the Lakers thing because everybody wants the Lakers to do well in the postseason because they're the Lakers. And we spend so much of our time and news cycle talking about the Lakers. So we're all doing the thing. Oh, the Lakers, they look really dangerous as a seventh seed. They are a seventh seed team in a play-in situation where they have to play into the postseason. And yet everyone's acting like they're going to walk into an NBA title. They probably would have an opportunity to walk into an NBA title if AD plays at the top of AD's game and stays healthy. But none of that is going to fall on LeBron if they don't. It's going to fall on Anthony Davis this time because Anthony Davis was brought to Los Angeles to help LeBron age gracefully. He should have been the number one in LA a long time ago. He still wasn't the number one in LA for the majority of this regular season and LeBron's having to do that at 38 years old. AD has has two years left on his contract. If they're going to trade away Anthony Davis and get a lot in return for him, this would be the offseason to do it. And if you can't win a title when things like the Timberwolves with everybody out and injured and suspended falling into your lap comes into play with LeBron at 38, then you're not going to be able to win one next season or the season after either. And your only play is to trade Anthony Davis at that point. She definitely said more words. You can give her that one. That went on. I also said more words that mean stuff. The population argument about small markets, just so you know, Denver has 711,000 people. Milwaukee has 569. And prior to Giannis winning, he was one of the guys that was in the spotlight. So the small market thing doesn't hold up. That was an un- allow, first of all, that was I'll an unnecessary rebuttal. rebuttal from Amber. That was an unnecessary rebuttal. <laughs> she would have time all, for a rebuttal. She didn't use it all up when she was laying out her case. It's the original <laughs> argument that matters here. Second of all, uh, Giannis in Milwaukee, also not under the same level of microscope as if you play Prior for the to Los the title Angeles he was. <laughs> Prior to period, the title he period. was. Order in the court. Order in the court. It wasn't the Lakers. I am ready to make my ruling. You guys did not make this easy. This being my first jury duty, I was hoping for a layup. This is anything but. (laughs) You both make some really great arguments. Jokic isn't getting traded away if he loses. And that's true. But I must say. AD might. I must side 
with Joe Fortenball. See, you can't win back-to-back MVPs, get your full team and be the one seed, and not at least make the Western Conference playoffs. He's got the most to lose. Yeah, it's it's That's just smart. it's just not it's not smart. It's, it's stick just around nonsense. for as long as you like. Tamper we don't need James back. Jury pool. It's yeah. Now you're placating to the judge. <laughs> I mean, it's just all sorts of impropriety going on right now here on Joe and Amber coming up next. Speaking of the Lakers, let's talk about them. Are they poised for a title run? That's next. Joe and Amber is on ESPN radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to need Harry Douglas to get out of my mentions, Harry. It is still ugly. There's at least another half of basketball to play in this Heat Hawks game. The Hawks, Harry's Hawks, are leading my Heat. 63-42 to right now. Just under two minutes left in the second quarter. But don't you worry. 63-44 to now. Don't you worry. I feel like my Heat. They're going to come back here at some point. We're going to talk, though. They look about terrible. The- they, it's got to be said. They look it, they terrible. Do. It, they do. You know what? Different team. We're going to make some, suppose going to make some adjustments in the locker room at halftime. We're going to be right. just fine. We'll see how the Los Angeles Lakers end up looking tonight. They're going to be taking on the Timberwolves. Tip off in that game is at 10 p.m. Eastern. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We're going to get into the Lakers. Are they actually poised for a title run this season? But first, Joe's got some more betting advice. Let's do it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Now, we told you in the first hour of the show, not only are we on a heater, but our best bet was Sadiq Bey of the Atlanta Hawks going over nine and a half points. We aren't even at halftime. He's already got 11. That one is money in the bank. So we're going to continue. We're going to go to the Lakers game. Very specific player prop right here. Torian Prince of the Minnesota Timberwolves over one and a half made three pointers. We need him to knock down two threes. Now, we averaged 1.4 per game in 22 minutes per game on the season. So it's right on the number. But the reason we're playing this is because you have no Rudy Gobert, no McDaniels, no Reed. He is going to play more than 22 minutes. He also happens to shoot 38% from deep this season. And the over-under in this game is 233 points, which Vegas is telling you should be a high-scoring affair. So when you take all that into account, a guy averaging 1.4 made threes per game on the season playing 22 minutes, if he's going to be in a high-scoring environment and he's going to be getting more minutes, logic flows that he should hit at least two. Pizza money number four, Torian Prince over one and a half made three-pointers. It is time for the progressive NBA snapshot. And let's talk about that later play-in game tonight. The last time the Lakers and the Timberwolves met in the postseason was in 2004, the Western Conference Finals. That was Kobe Bryant and Shaq staring down Kevin Garnett. 
Very different story 19 <laughs> years later. Very different stakes also 19 years later. But it will determine who is going to get that seventh seed in the Western Conference. The Lakers, of course, one of the hottest teams coming into this game. They've won 18 of their last 26. The Timberwolves in a very different situation, a much more dramatic situation this week. Are the Lakers the luckiest team in the world? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like everything's just fallen into place for this Lakers team. Well, they've battled a lot of injuries throughout the course of the season, but they're hot and they're peaking and they're gelling at just the right time. I like the fact that you linked the Laker-Timberwolf history going back to the last time we saw them in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. I want to link some history too, but some more recent history. These two executed a trade back in the beginning of February that sent D'Angelo Russell, among others, to the Los Angeles Lakers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, since that trade was executed... Miami, or excuse me, I'm staring at Miami on the screen. Miss shots, not play defense. Yeah, not let's not talk Denver. about Miami right now. Let's keep it moving. Since that trade for sure D'Angelo Russell. I'm not Russell, sure it's any better to talk about the Timberwolves, but <laughs> let's try. The Lakers have ranked sixth in the NBA in net rating. Net rating is basically let's take your offensive rating, let's take your defensive rating, and then let's subtract them and let's see what the result is. They rank sixth in the NBA in net rating. They're one of the top six teams. That's fantastic. Meanwhile, since that trade, Minnesota has been 22nd in net rating. And that's even worse than it sounds because the teams behind them are all teams that were tanking down the stretch for playoff position or excuse me, draft position anyway. So that trade was huge and it has turned both teams around. That doesn't mean Minnesota can't go out there and compete tonight. But without Rudy Gobert, without McDaniels, who's the LeBron stopper, without Nas Reed, you're an eight-and-a-half-point dog. With the way the Lakers have been playing, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Minnesota tonight, Amber. I don't have much faith in Minnesota either because they are playing so shorthanded and because the Lakers are playing so hot. It just feels like things are set up perfectly for Los Angeles. I would imagine the guys that are still out there for the Timberwolves are going to play hard. They're just going to be outmatched. I just, my question with the Lakers though, is how far, because I think what we're doing, and again, I think they're going to win this game, but I think what we're doing with the Lakers is it's the Lakers. And there is this thing that we do with that team because the NBA is better when the Lakers make it further in the postseason. A lot of people think, and because of that, I think a lot of people sort of will it, or especially people who work in our business. I feel like it's easy to sometimes overinflate the Lakers' chances. And it's easy to do that, of course, when LeBron is – you never you always have a hard time counting out a team with LeBron James on it. It's fair. Anthony Davis is healthy. He's playing incredibly right now as well. And so it's hard to count out a team with those two guys on the court. The last time we saw those two guys on the court in a postseason, they won an NBA title. The problem has been health for those guys and that they're never able to be out there together. This might be the season that Anthony Davis – Davis can actually stay on the floor and that they're actually going to be able to do it. But up until like two weeks ago, it didn't feel like anybody was that particularly hot on the Lakers. And now it feels like everyone's so hot on the Lakers that I almost feel like the pendulum swung too far the other way. And now we're talking, this is an NBA title team. And it's like, uh, can it be somewhere in the middle? Like, sure, maybe they're actually going to get past the play in tournament and then fizzle out at some point when they match up with some better teams here. Well, I mean, they've won nine of their last 11. So they're coming in hot. That's number one. Number two, they play really good defense. Number three, they have some proven commodities. And then number four, perhaps the most important part of all of this, this is not a dominant Western Conference. If they were going through the play-in like they did a couple years ago, and they ended up drawing, I think it was the year they got hammered by Phoenix, and they were dealing with injuries, and Phoenix ended up going to the finals that year. 
That was one thing. We didn't have a lot of faith in him. I think we have faith in him because we're saying to ourselves, all right, so if you grab the seventh seed, you get Memphis. Memphis is beatable. They're not even 500 on the road this season. What else? Well, Denver's the number one seed. What if you face them? Eh, We haven't seen that much for them. Are they that great? Are they that great? AD can't match up with Jokic a little bit. LeBron can't take over in some of that series. Who else are we worried about? Golden State? They were awful on the road this season, and they've been terrible defensively. Maybe they flipped the switch. But when you look at Phoenix, that's a team that stands out, although the trade for Durant compromised their depth. They do not have a lot of depth, and of course the health of Durant and the age of Chris Paul are issues. So I think all these factors come together, specifically the path, the Western Conference. It's deep, but it's not top-heavy. The talent at the top is not scaring anybody, which is why people are believing in the Lakers. I mean, they're 7-1 to one to win the Western Conference. I think that's worth a bet. 7-1 to one to win the Western Seven Conference. What are their odds right now to win the NBA title? 14-1, 7th best odds. So okay. they're a play-in team that only has six teams in the NBA with better odds than they do to win the title. Think about that for a second. Well, I guess that's a LeBron effect. That's odds makers feeling like you just said, I would imagine, about the Western Conference. It's funny because I heard a conversation between Canty and Carlin today where Canty, they were talking about the Atlanta Hawks and the Dallas Mavericks. And Canty was saying that he feels like the Atlanta Hawks have the easier path moving forward because they were talking about the future of Luka and the future of Trey Young, that the Atlanta Hawks have the easier path than the Dallas Mavericks because they're in a stacked Western Conference. And I was thinking, well, I don't really think of the Western Conference as stacked. I just think of the Western Conference as confusing. And it's exactly what you just alluded to. Like, what you're arguing when you talk about the Los Angeles Lakers isn't that all these other teams are so bad or even so good. It's that they kind of are all lumped together Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. Everybody has flaws. Everybody has good points. And so you kind of have no idea where any of these teams are going. Whereas in the East, I'd be a lot more concerned as an Eastern Conference team like my Miami Heat playing right now because it's so top heavy. Yes, there's not as much parity in the East, but also those juggernauts at the top, I feel like are so much better, frankly, than anybody in the West. I mean, Milwaukee doesn't get as much shine as they deserve because they don't make a lot of headlines. They just win games consistently. Their leadership group has been consistent. Their coaching has been consistent. Their talent has been consistent. Also, smaller market. They don't get as many headlines. The Los Angeles Lakers steal the headlines because of the market. I should have won jury duty. If you missed jury duty and you know what I'm talking about or you don't know what I'm talking about, rather, you should go listen to the podcast. You can find it on the ESPN Nice. Nice. The important thing to remember, though, is that you lost jury duty and all of this doesn't even matter at this point. But yeah, maybe they get away with some of it because they're a small market. But the important thing to take away from the, the, the Bucks, they've just been consistent. They don't have a lot of noise in terms of, okay, this coach isn't working. We're going to fire this guy. Well, we got to bring this guy in. Well, we're going to have some front office upheaval. Well, well, Giannis is upset, so we need to move on. The, the biggest drama they had was Chris Middleton got hurt last year. And they still went seven with Boston with Middleton hurt. They're healthy this year. Drew Holiday was a monster pickup a couple seasons back. They are a very consistent team, and they know how to win in the postseason. So you look at their path this year, they're going to get the winner in the second round of that Cavaliers-Knicks matchup, which mm-hmm. those would be your two sleeper teams, the Cavs specifically. But after they get, they get, they get done with the Knicks, if they get past them, that's going to be a tough series. And then you're going to probably face a well-rested Milwaukee team that's going to jump all over you early in the series. So... You got that. You got Boston playing Philly. Someone coming out of that's going to be battle tested. Ultimately, though, it's it's I love 
the discrepancies between the two conferences. It's two totally different stories. It's very different than what we saw a few years ago when everyone was complaining, well, it's the Warriors and LeBron again for the fifth consecutive year. Like, this is fresh. You're going to get a great result in the West no matter what, and whoever comes out of the East is going to be very deserving, and then I think we're going to get a fantastic finals matchup. I agree it's fresh and it's interesting, but I also kind of think that now that we're here with the postseason, we're still doing the Warriors and the Lakers thing. You even heard Matt Barnes do it when we had him on with us earlier. Well, what are the team? Who are the teams you really believe in in the West? Well, the Warriors, the Lakers, and I always wonder: is that legitimate this season? I mean, we are talking about the defending champs and the Warriors, or is it just it's the Warriors and the Lakers? And until the decline actually occurs, we're not going to believe it's going to occur because it's those teams and those players in front of us. This has been the Progressive NBA Snapshot. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, we play some caller roulette. This is where we open the phone lines to you. Triple H, say ESPN. Maybe you're a Heat fan and you want to, you need to pump us up because we certainly are going to need it as we head into the second half. We're getting killed. Maybe you're a Hawks fan and you want to gloat. <laughs> Whatever. It's a little early. Harry Douglas, don't call into the show, but everybody else, call into the show. 888-SAY-ESPN. The phone lines are open. Anything you want to bring at us, your hottest takes, 888-SAY-ESPN. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Coming down the stretch here on Joe and Amber. You can find him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Rolling along. He still, you know, losing to the Hawks. It is halftime. 65 to 50. The Hawks right now over the heat. It's okay. Suppose making the adjustments in the locker room. We're going to see a different heat team in the second half. I just know it. The phone lines are open. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We love when you join the conversation. So join it. Let's play some caller roulette. 13 black on no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play Call a Roulette with Joe and Amber. Triple H, say ESPN. Rachel, let's spin the wheel. Mike, Mike calls us from Manhattan. Mike, thanks for the call. What do you have for us tonight? What's up, guys? Uh, I don't take the Lakers seriously. I think they're going to obviously win tonight, but I think Memphis is going to knock them out. They have trouble with young athletic team, even though they're shorthanded without Adams and Clark. I think the explosiveness of Memphis at home is going to be too much to factor, as, as even with the veteran-laden team around the Lakers and a much better roster. And one thing about the uh, – in terms of the East, I think the Knicks – my Knicks are going to have a battle on their hands. That might be the best series in the, in the first round. And as far as most pressure, it's going to be on Philly because if they don't get past the second round again this year, I think – Doc Rivers is playing for his job, even if Embiid wins the MVP, and they might uh, let Harden go. So I think Sixers, the pressure's definitely on him and uh, Doc Rivers' job. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. A lot of good takes tonight. I do think that people might be a little too quick to dismiss the Grizzlies if the Lakers end up advancing and take on the Grizz there if they get that seventh seed. I do think that that's actually going to be a very difficult matchup for the Lakers, and the Grizz do have some postseason experience, even if it's not championship-winning experience. The Cavs-Knicks series, I also do think that that's going to be a good, interesting little matchup. Who would have saw that coming if you had asked us before the season started? And the 76ers, certainly Doc Rivers has a lot of pressure. Joel doesn't, let's be real. He's about to 
lock up an MVP can say, hey, it's not me. It's not my fault. Also, he's under contract for a bunch of more years. Cleveland and the Knicks, yes, probably your number one pick for best series of the opening round, but do not sleep on Warriors-Kings. They're separated by a handful of miles. The Kings have been living in that shadow for a long time. They're young. They're fun. They score a bunch of points. It comes down to one of two things. Are they going to shrink in the moment because they're young and inexperienced? Because that would be an absolute bummer. But if Mm -hmm. they play like they have nothing to lose, they're on house money and they go right after the Warriors, that series has the potential to be awesome. I cannot wait to watch Kings Warriors. I don't think I've ever rooted for the Sacramento Kings in my life, but I will be rooting for them (laughs) in that series. It's such a fun story. Also ending that unbelievable drought. Let's spin the wheel. Triple eight, say ESPN. The phone lines are open. That's where we find Josh. Josh is calling us from New Orleans. Hey, Josh, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Thanks for taking my call. Hot take. Zion Williamson is out of the league in four years. Just looked it up. He's actually played 32 games more than Greg Oden has in his first four games. And Zion isn't feeling like Zion. If you look up the Zion meaning in Hebrew, it means highest point. His highest point was in Duke. Trade him, get some draft capital later. So the the <laughs> reference there from Josh, Zion isn't playing like Zion. Here is a soundbite from Zion Williamson that we got today with the Pelicans where he was asked how he feels, when is he going to come back? Physically, I'm fine. Now it's just a matter of uh, I feel like Zion. I know the atmosphere I'd be in uh, based off like the playoff experience. Uh, so now it's just a matter of when I feel like Zion. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, it just sucks. Uh, I love this game. I say it over and over. For those people that think that I just want to sit on the sideline just to sit over there, I don't know why people think that. But, uh, nah, it sucks. I just, just want to be playing basketball. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. So physically, he's fine, Joe, or he said he's okay, uh, but he's not Zion, whatever that means. He refers to himself in the third person at least three times during the duration of the interview. At least three times he refers to himself in the third person. Fine. You, say, you strike me as a, as a kind of person who might refer to himself in the third person on occasion. Do you not? I've done it several times on this show, as exactly. a matter of fact. And I've also done it on uh, Daily Wager, Monday through Friday. ESPN 2, <laughs> 6, 7 p.m. Eastern. Boom, that's how you plug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, but I, I do it in, in jest, tongue in cheek. He's doing it for real. Like, Uh he's doing it because that's how he's – I don't actually walk around talking to people like that. He does. (laughs) Like, I do it as a joke. I I don't get it. So, physically, you're fine, and you love the game. Right. I don't – what else needs to be done for you to play basketball then? You're talking about mental hurdles. Like, he's afraid, like, if he goes and he doesn't move, like, he might re-injure himself. Well, isn't there the threat of injuring yourself literally every time you step on the court? That's just how it is. That that threat think, exists everywhere. It, it exists think, in terms of getting in a car every time you get on the road. There's the threat of getting into an accident. It's a small, very small percentage. And in the NBA, it's a higher percentage of getting hurt. But I don't get it. If you're physically fine and you love the game, what's the problem? I don't think he's even referring to the threat of injury. I think what he's saying is 
that I'm okay, but I don't feel like peak Zion right now. And I just think it must come from this lifetime that he has experienced now of being the best and the expectations being there and him coming into the league as one of the most decorated players in recent memory. And so maybe now he's scared to get on the court if he's not peak, peak, top, tip, tip, top, right? And that's a problem when you're always suffering injuries because you can't necessarily always be the best version of yourself at every second, Joe. Yeah, if you're scared, then yeah, I, there's nothing else that can be done. Like, that, that, that's the end. Like, that's like when Masvidal was talking about retirement, going to that fight with Gilbert Burns, yeah. everyone knew Masvidal was going to lose that fight. And you have a situation here, this guy's talking about, you know, he's not, if he's scared, then, okay, I'm not going to mock that. But, you know, I don't want I mean, to talk Ma- about Masvidal's legacy anymore. Thing is- kind of become losing fights, right? Late in his yeah, career, sadly. Uh, he retired, nevertheless. Yeah, I think with Zion, it's the expectations, and maybe when you come into the league with that level of expectation, then you kind of develop this fear of not living up to it, and so then you don't live up to it. Like Ben Simmons, where you know maybe you're scared to just get out there and contribute because contributing to you isn't nearly good enough. Guys who always live up to the expectations. Freddie and Fitzsimmons, they're coming up next here on ESPN Radio. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.